Would you like to become a fascinating personality, break free from plateaus, and gain power over your mental resources and your full potential? You came to the right place. Welcome to a magical journey to yourself. This show is made in Germany. If you like the show, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or PureMindMagic.club. Welcome to Season 1, Shaping Your Reality. And here is your host, international magician, speaker, and book author, Victoria Mavis. so much for tuning in again to Pure Mind Magic and December 8 with the magic advent calendar that has no calories but only makes you smarter. Today I have a great guest who I met in person this year in Philadelphia. Her name is Sigrun. She's from Iceland and she's an incredible successful businesswoman. She's an international speaker, has been on all the big stages and she helps you to create your lifestyle business, taking you from passion to profits with a strong focus on online. She does a lot of mastermind groups every year, has several programs and you can also get an online MBA from her, her program called Samba. So check that out and her special thing is that Everything is red, so you will recognize the website, the podcast, and everything she does by the color red, and she always wears red. So she was, was completely in red when we met, and even her smartphone is red, just everything is red, so you always can find her. This is Sikron, my guest of today. She's also a podcaster and did 100 episodes in 100 days. And I think in the meantime, she's even over 100,000 downloads. So really an amazing show with a lot of value. And before we dive into the interview, here is just a short for you, the gift tip of today. And this is the Bose Bluetooth speakers. This is a limited edition and it's really great because you can connect these with your smartphone or your tablet or your computer, whatever and wherever you are. And the strong, the sound is really strong and good. So I use that for presentations and even for small magic shows because the sound is so good and you don't need any cable. Obviously, you just connect it with your smartphone or, or iPhone and then you can hit a play and you will get the sound directly and of course it also plays podcast just to mention that so the Bose Bluetooth speakers limited edition is the gift tip of today and as always you will find the direct link to get it from Amazon below this episode so, so just click on it to find out more my hot recommendation for today and now I think you are ready for the interview as much as I am so let's dive in directly here's from you from Iceland Sigrun Hi Sigrun, what is going on in Iceland today? Well, 
we actually have a culture night coming up on the weekend, and that's one of my favorite days of the year where the whole city comes to life. It starts with a marathon run in the morning and then all kinds of cultural activities throughout the day and throughout the evening. Wow, that sounds amazing, like a magical event that is coming up there. So to get our listeners warmed up a little bit, Sigrun, can you please introduce yourself, what you are doing and what your mission is? So I am from Iceland and I am a mastermind business coach, TEDx speaker, uh, the creator of Somba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs and the host of the Sigrun Show. And uh, basically, I've gone on an interesting journey uh, where I discovered my why when I was 16 years old. Uh, I was uh, learning how to create my own uh, clothes. Um, and I was in a course with women who were a lot older than I was. I think they were more in their 40s and I was only 16. And... Unfortunately, they were not so happy with their lives. They had not followed their dreams. And they talked about this again and again and again throughout the eight-week course. And I got the impression that we live in a very unfair world where women can't follow their dreams because of children, because of husbands, all kinds of reasons that society also accepts. And I felt that, well men can follow their dreams. Why can't women? And I made a firm decision uh, at that time that I would always follow my dreams. And I realized actually after I started my business that this is my mission to help other women follow their dreams and not just follow their dreams in terms of, oh yeah, you can do whatever you want, but building a business for themselves. So I have my mission, achieve gender equality through female entrepreneurship. Hmm. I got it. That is really a fantastic mission. You are on there and you are helping people to create a lifestyle business. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that is? So I believe that you should first decide your vision Uh, and your vision should include everything, not just what kind of business you want to create, but more importantly, what kind of life you want to create. I actually encourage people not to focus on, oh, what's my business idea and how I want to run my business. No, create a vision that where you see yourself in the future, 10 years in the future, and what are you doing? Who are you with? What have you achieved? But more from a perspective of life. And that's what I mean with lifestyle. Decide what kind of life you want to lead, uh, how you want to spend your time, where you want to spend your time, with whom you want to spend your time. And from there, once you've decided what kind of lifestyle you want to lead, you create your business around it that supports this lifestyle. For some people, it's important to have freedom. So this will make a decision around the business. For some people, it's important to leave a legacy. And then that means they want to build a big business. So you need to decide the lifestyle first. And that's why I call it lifestyle business. Mm, I get it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And Sigrun, you decided for 
Iceland. I know you came originally from Switzerland and I had a great pleasure to meet you in person at Podcast Movement in Philadelphia this year. And thanks to your color red, I could identify you there between mm -hmm. 2,500 people. And maybe yeah. you can tell us a little bit what brought you to Iceland. I think it's a magical place there. I always wanted to go there. And also why you have chosen the color red for you and your business. Well, it's actually the opposite. I am Icelandic and I come from Iceland. Uh, and I moved to Germany 20 years old to study architecture. And through my studies, I ended up in Switzerland, uh, where I did a one-year degree at ETH in Zurich. And after that, I moved back to Iceland. Uh, here's where my family lives. Uh, this is my home. I have a home here. And I started to run businesses. And I was a CEO for 10 years. And through the wonderful... Uh, Uh, what say you say it's not a coincidence because I don't believe in coincidences. Let's say the wonderful happening of meeting uh, my husband at Tony Robbins event in 2008 and he was from Switzerland. Uh, I made the decision to move to Switzerland and I basically I'm registered there. I'm, a, I'm actually a Swiss citizen by now and my company is registered there, but it was a, uh, a uh, little bit over a year ago, now it's about 15 months ago, that my dad was diagnosed with cancer. And I made the decision to spend a lot more time in Iceland. So I always had a home here and we spent several weeks here, maybe up to a month in total per year, uh, let's say two or three months even. But now I spend about 50% of my time in Iceland. I want to be around my dad as much as possible. And so, yeah, I have a home office in Iceland. I have a home office in Switzerland. I fly a lot between the countries. And then I also, yes, I go to USA a lot. I've actually done another trip since we met uh, to Los Angeles and, and San Diego. And uh, I will be going again in the fall to the US at least twice. So I am kind of a little travel bee as well. And the color red, uh, it was always my favorite color. If you would see, have seen my room when I was about 12 years old, it was black and white and red. I would have maybe a red lamp, a red pen, or a red frame, something like a, a little accent. But the main theme of the room was black and white, and red was kind of my signature color. I, I wore red clothes, not, like, not as much as I do today, but uh, I, it was always my favorite color. So when it came to picking my brand colors for my business, it was a no-brainer. I actually kind of realized it because I hadn't really thought of my brand in a way. Uh, I think actually my first website was pretty much black and white, even a black background. But I was starting to run Facebook ads in 2014. And I think my first ad, maybe it wasn't even a Facebook ad, but it was more like an advertisement for my first webinar It had green colors. And then I thought to myself, why am I using green? Red is my color. So the next time I created an advertisement for a webinar, it had a red background. And then there was a circle and my face was in the circle. And after I was been doing this a couple of weeks, people told me, Sigrun, I always know 
when it's your ad on Facebook because it's red. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I started to lean a little bit more into it and I added red more to my website. Uh, I, I put red on my slides uh, when I was doing a presentation. And then there was another incident where I started to lean more into the red color is um, I would doing a webinar and I was wearing something else. I was wearing yellow or black or, or white or something. Actually, I had one yellow shirt and then I threw it away later because I thought it's totally not my color. Uh, and somebody said, Sigrun, why are you not wearing red? So the red, I had been using it so consistently that my audience was almost complaining if I wasn't wearing red. So I started to buy more red clothes. And there was another incident where I leaned even more into it. Uh, I was attending Social Media Marketing World in San Diego, and one of the women attending a mastermind day, I, I, I have a mastermind day there as well, she said, let's wear red for Sigrun in the evening. Uh, and I realized I didn't have, have a, enough red clothes with me to have red on every evening. <laughs> so I went shopping to make sure I had enough red. And this was so interesting. We were... Uh, four or five women then together at the event, always wearing red, and we became known as Team Red. And there were pictures taken off us, like we were popular, uh, you know, it was popular to photograph us because we were kind of standing out. And when I now say, oh, Team Red is going to this conference and everybody knows, yeah, Team Red, yeah, and Sigrun is, she is the leader of Team Red. And I'm like, wow, it's kind of been a series of coincidences and as I said before, I don't believe in coincidences, series of events that have led to uh, red being a stronger color than I ever could have planned for. I don't think you can plan something like this. Uh, you, you can plant seeds, of course, but I think it's been my community and how they've reacted to me wearing red and how is that now this standout brand and, and color for me. Mm, fantastic. I think this is a really smart kind of strategy and I think it really worked for you because you could identify with it and maybe for the listeners it's another color or another symbol but I think it's important that you have a connection to that and then people can feel it and uh, yeah feel attracted to it like in your case what is really a wonderful inspirational story. So, Sigrun, you are doing a lot of masterminds. You mentioned already you have this uh, day, a mastermind day. You also have a mastermind retreat in Iceland in this beautiful area there. Can you tell us a little bit more what a mastermind is? And I think it can be applied in every business, every area. And what would be the first steps if someone plays with the idea to create their own mastermind? So mastermind is, some, is a concept that I had also not heard about four years ago. Uh, it's very popular in the online entrepreneurship space, but it's honestly something that possibly exists in all industries and can be created for every type of business. I think it's more popular in the online entrepreneurship because people feel a little bit lonely. And a mastermind is a group of people that meet regularly online or offline to discuss their business challenges and solve them together. That's kind of the fastest explanation. The, the, the term was coined by Napoleon Hill. I think it's more than the 20s or 30s when he wrote a book, Think and Grow Rich. Um, and he had observed successful businessmen 
in New York and was trying to figure out why this particular group was so successful. Turned out that they met regularly and discussed their business challenge openly with each other and got from help from each other. So even if they had a big business and they possibly had an assistant or, or a CEO or some other people they could discuss with, it was being at the same or similar level that really helped. So CEO talking to another CEO. And that's the key in masterminds. In a mastermind, you want to mastermind or you want to be in a group of people that are on a similar level to you. And so you can speak eye to eye on the business challenges. They do not need to be from the same industry. I actually think it's helpful if they are not because you get more ideas of what you could possibly do in your own business. And you're not always comparing, oh, they're doing this and they're doing that, but more like, oh, that's interesting. And the most creative ideas is when you merge ideas from different industries. So a mastermind is, uh, can be free, but it also can be paid. There are advantages and disadvantages. Obviously, the free one advantage is that is free. But the thing is, who is hosting it? And often they fizzle out. I am actually a part of uh, a free mastermind. Uh, I was invited into, a, it's very good to have a Facebook group or something. So I was invited into a Facebook group a few years ago of uh, women who are, were, uh, you know, ambitious entrepreneurs who wanted to really, you know, were thinking big similar to me. I'm always thinking how I can grow and scale and impact and help more people. And we have grown together. But the thing is, we do not have regular calls. We just have a Facebook group. Uh, we do meet once a year after I suggested it. We meet for one day in London once a year. And it's a wonderful group. But because no one is the leader, no one is the coach, no one is getting paid to run the group, we have very irregular calls. We Maybe have a call one month and then we don't have a call for three months. Ideally, you want to have regular calls. And that's why often a paid group is better because you have someone to facilitate it. So I run mastermind groups. I actually run mastermind groups on several levels for depending on where people are in their business. And then I kind of have a schedule for the year and, uh, when you're in a paid mastermind, typically you need a year to get to know everyone and, 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 and really get a, something out of it. If the group is only three months or six months long, it's not long enough. So I tried it out. I've tested it. I know that 12 months is the ideal length. And sometimes people want to continue after that. That's fine. But at least 12 months, you need to be together in a group and really meet regularly. So my masterminds are mostly online. Uh, and they are every other week or even once a month. It depends on where people are in business. When you're further in business, you might not want to meet so often because you just don't have the time. And every time you get a business challenge solved, it takes you time to implement. So if you meet again after two weeks, you might not have been able to implement everything. When you're a little bit uh, not as far in business, you might want to do it more frequently. And I know very successful entrepreneurs that have weekly meetings and, uh, it's fine if you have time for that, um, but whatever suits you. Uh, I also have offline masterminds. I have Mastermind Retreat Iceland, which is a six-day mastermind. And typically, these people are in some kind of other program with me so they can continue the journey and continue their progress afterwards. And then I also have one-day events, Mastermind Day San Diego or Mastermind Day Zurich that I do once a year. So yeah, there's all kinds of variations of masterminding, but the key is that people are at similar level 
with similar challenges. They're completely open to share uh, what's going on, really going on in their business. And sometimes we need to peel layers like an onion, get to the core of the problem. And you have to be open and willing to help each other. And that's the criteria for a successful mastermind. Wow, that was really a very clear and amazing description of mastermind. And I think that motivated a lot of people to try that concept out. And I know, Sigrun, we mentioned it already, you have several different mastermind groups, online, offline, all that. Where can people find more about it, out about it, and how to join them? So I have a website, sikrun.com. That's the best way. In the menu on the top, it says masterminds. And then all the different mastermind groups are listed. So there's a separate link for Mastermind Retreat Iceland. And there is a, then a separate links for mastermind groups. And I'm just starting a new program, which is more of a hybrid because masterminds, uh, I, I have... The, the, the largest size that I've had is 18 people. And that worked really well. You know, the size can be anything from, I would say, minimum six people. Uh, but I would say my, my smallest group is currently eight, and then I have 12, and then 18. And I'm starting to grow and having a hybrid of group coaching masterminds. So that's starting a new, and that will be called Samba Momentum. So, yeah, on my website, segment.com, you can find all the information. Fantastic. So you mentioned before that you are traveling a lot to the United States and giving speeches there. You're also a TEDx uh, speaker. So how was your journey to become an international speaker and how did you get all these amazing gigs? Well, the first thing is to put yourself out there. Um, when I was starting out, Facebook Live did not exist. Um, I did weekly webinars and I did weekly webinars for a long time uh, And it was after doing, let's say, probably 12 or so weekly webinars that I offered people an intro call, like a 30-minute strategy session with me. And 90 people booked before I closed it <laughs> out of too much interest. And in the next three weeks, I was very busy talking with all these people. And one of the people was a project manager and uh, I helped her. And then when we uh, were finishing up with a strategy session at the end, she said, uh, by the way, I am on the board of TEDx and I've been watching your webinars and I think you have a great story. You're a great storyteller. Would you be interested to speak at TEDx? And I was like, yes, sure. And <laughs> uh, I had been watching TEDx for years before that. I think probably for since 2006 or so, uh, or as soon as it was online. I don't know how long it's been possible online. I even had it as like a video podcast. Uh, so yeah, I totally knew what TEDx was, but it hadn't entered my mind because my business, I was still in my first year of business and I didn't feel like I was at the level or the stage to, to, to even consider this. Like I, I didn't feel oh, nobody's going to ask me. That, that wasn't in my mind. So when I was asked, I was like, wow, I was very, uh, you know, uh, pleased about it. And I still had to apply because there are other people on the board and everybody has to fill out an application. But being invited was, was a great advantage. And I got accepted and I did my TEDx talk. And still today, I'm very happy with the talk. I did a lot of preparation and I worked hard on the script. 
And uh, I think I did a great job, which means that when people see that you've been a TEDx speaker, it is a no-brainer for people to offer you to speak somewhere else. So pretty fast, or let's say the same year I did my TEDx talk, I was invited to speak in Ottawa, Canada at a conference with 300 participants. Uh, I was also the same year invited to speak at a private charity event in Iceland. So immediately as a result of the TEDx, uh, I got invitations. So I think that catapulted it. But you don't even need a TEDx talk. I know, uh, for instance, uh, one of my friends is a copywriter. And she worked uh, with someone who were, was pretty successful in business. And he thought to himself, oh, actually, I think she's quite interesting, this copywriter. I'm going to invite her to speak at my conference. So she spoke at his conference. And as a result, she's been invited to speak a lot of other conferences. And then once she realized she was not getting enough speaking engagement and she wanted more, she started a weekly Facebook live show. And that helped her get even more speaking engagements. So if somebody's thinking about, okay, how do I get these speaking engagements? It's putting yourself out there, whether it's webinars, Facebook lives. And of course, once you land one opportunity, ideally there are pictures taken and there's a video and you put that online and that will result in more speaking engagements. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's clearly proves that Seacron, uh, you are really a strategy business coach as well. So maybe when someone is really starting from scratch, but likes the idea you said about the Facebook live shows that is now available, what would you say is the best way to get people interested in the Facebook live show and really get uh, yeah, some people who are watching it when you're doing it? Well, the first thing is just to do it. And in the beginning, maybe nobody's watching, maybe two people are watching. But the thing is, if you don't start, you're never going to have the crowds. So everyone starts at zero. And it's important to remember that, that you cannot expect great results from, you know, never doing it. You have to start and you start at zero. And ideally, you start to figure out what resonates with your audience. So I wouldn't be too worried about how many are watching in the beginning. Get practice. The reason I did 100 podcast episodes in 100 days on The Sigrun Show, my podcast, was I wanted to quickly become a great podcast guest and host. And how do you do that? With practice. How many people downloaded my first episode? I don't know anymore. But now our downloads are great. But we're already at episode 222. So you're only going to get good at something if you do it. So I would not be worried how many watch it, but doing it and doing it again and, and, and getting good, be, becoming a good communicator, having interesting topics, and the audience will come. What you can, of course, do once your Facebook Live is finished, you can change it into an ad and you can show it to people. But I would always make sure that there's first some resonance without paying because otherwise you might be spending money on something that wasn't a good topic or you didn't do a good job. Um, we talk about this. I think there was one speaker at Social Media Marketing World said there's, there is donkeys and unicorns. So if you do 10 Facebook Lives, there is possibly one unicorn. There is one Facebook Live that's worth spending ads on, worth promoting. The others were just donkeys. 
that makes a whole lot of sense, definitely. So I think there are good tips to start out and really get the ball rolling there. And I liked how you did it with your podcast. And obviously, you're very successful with that now. And I listened to an episode of your podcast, like your takeaways from podcast movement. And I really loved your story around that you didn't see yourself as a podcaster before Nicole Holland came and said, hey, you are a podcaster. And this is how we ended up finally that we met in Philadelphia. And as you said, I also think there are no coincidences. No. But <laughs> now maybe we can put a little bit together for the listeners some really practical advice and tips to give away because obviously you, Sikrun, are really successful online and offline. So you are producing magic in both worlds, I would say. But I think a lot of people are really playing with the concept to start an online business because it kind of came It became easy nowadays. So what would you say are the like magic keys to start a successful online business and where could you help as a coach? I think it's important to have a good business idea. And it starts with a vision that I mentioned before. Know what you want in your life first. Then create your business around it. And I actually do have a course where I walk people through this step-by-step. Step. It's called Passionathon. And in four weeks, you go from having no idea or having too many ideas to finding the business idea that supports your lifestyle. So that is a prerequisite of having a successful business is having an idea that you really fuels you, fits your vision, your mission, And it's going to support your lifestyle. So you're, so you're going to achieve your goals and be happy as a result, which is ultimately what this is all about. So let's say this is given. Let's say you already have the business idea. Then it's about going through the seven stages of profitable online business, which is basically my framework, my concept. I say at stage zero, you are in the research stage. So maybe you're going through a course finding out your business idea. Maybe you already have a business idea, but you need to test it. You need to test and see if there's a market for your business idea. Don't start a website or a Facebook page and all that stuff before you have done some research. Now, the research could be, you make a hypothesis. You let's say, well, I want to uh, set up a photography studio and sell people pictures. Now, obviously, since you know there's a lot of photographers who do exactly that, you know that this business idea works. But are you good at it? So the first thing I would do, get three test clients, do it for free, and see if you like it, if they like it, and get testimonials. And sometimes it just takes three, and you say, this is brilliant, you get amazing feedback, and they say even, oh, I, I would have paid for this, la, la, la. And don't ask them, though, what they would pay for, because that never works. Stage one is when you start to charge. So you do the same thing. You work again with three people and you maybe work for a lower price. And then you start to raise your price. So this is pretty much what I did. I was helping a people for free a lot before I kind of really started my business. I would say for almost a year, I was helping out in Facebook groups. I was a little bit confused myself what my business should be about. So this was a great research period. It doesn't have to be that long. 
it depends if you're getting help. And I actually would say probably the biggest change maker is to get help, to be a part of a community, to invest in yourself, to join some kind of a program or work with a coach. Uh, Somba, it's my 12 month MBA for online entrepreneurs. That's where people learn everything about online business. But I was trying to figure it all on my own. So that took me a little bit longer. Uh, but basically I was helping people for free. So I knew it worked because I got amazing feedback for free. Then I put a button on my website and said, you can buy one hour business coaching for $180. And people started to book. And of course, you can live from people just booking one and one and one hour. So I made an offer how people could work with me for six weeks and then for 12 weeks. And after doing all these webinars that I told you about in my first year of business, I was fully booked after doing this intro session, these 90 calls with these people. So once you are fully booked one-on-one, you want to scale. You don't want to get stuck charging almost by the hour. You want to take it to the next level. So I offered the group program and that worked brilliantly. So I was like, oh, I want to offer masterminds. And since I'm an experienced business person, I was a CEO for 10 years. uh, I went straight to the mastermind concept. I loved it. And I've been running masterminds now since pretty much 2015. And that became replaced fully my one-on-one income. I stopped doing one-on-one and then I invented or created my signature program, Samba, now one and a half years ago. Uh, and that uh, is now, let's say, starting to replace everything else I do in my business. And I can reduce a little bit the group coaching, the, the, the masterminds. And, and uh, basically, my main revenue will come from an online course. So that's pretty much the path for everyone. You go and you test your idea for free. You go to one-on-one. You go to a group and a smaller online course and then a bigger online course and then masterminds. And then if you want to scale up from there, you need to be doing speaking engagements, write a book, and it goes on and on. But the key is to test your business idea. Mm, That is really good advice, I think. And as you mentioned on your website, uh, people can get more information about this seven stages and how you go through them. So anything else? Sigrun, you have as an offer for the listeners? So on my website, sigrun.com forward slash seven stages, you will find uh, seven videos. It's a seven part video series. You get one video a day for seven days. Each video is 30 minutes long and I share exactly what I did to build my business. Now I have a multiple seven figure business. Now my hourly rate is no longer 180, but $1,000. And I tell you exactly what I did. So if you watch those seven videos, it will be a great inspiration for anyone who's thinking of starting an online business. Fantastic. So thank you, Sikron, so much for being on the Pure Mind Magic podcast today. I'm really happy that I met you in person and I'm listening to your podcast many times because you share so many good and valuable tips in there. And I know you also do on-air coaching with some of your clients. So there's a lot of wisdom in that podcast. And I will put all the links into the show notes so that the listeners can connect with you and learn more about you. So any final words from your side, some magic words that will inspire our listeners? Stop overthinking, start doing. And thank you for having me on the show. 
Thanks again, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in today with the interview with Sigrun from Iceland. Make sure to check out all the resources and links in the show notes to get started with your online business. So, also remember the gift tip of today, the Bose Bluetooth speaker, so you have your sound wherever you go. The link is also in the show notes. And for tomorrow, December 9th, I have another guest from the United States. His name is Bill Monor. He is also a podcaster, the host of the two-minute talk tips. I had the honor to be a guest there already. And Bill is really good in everything evolving around public speaking and his hobby is also to deal with neurology and shifting your mindset. So a great combination. You will get some great value of the episode tomorrow, learning good speaking tips as well as how your mind-body connection works. So make sure to tune in tomorrow again. Until then, create some magic. <laughs>